You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Darling, welcome. Uh, we, we welcome were harmonizing. To our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Honey Do Me. I'm Cass, and I'm Emma, and this is Honey Do Me podcast. Yes, it is. It's Honey Do Me podcast where we talk about sex and doing it. And this month in particular, we are talking about pussing yourself out there. Hell yeah, yeah we want are. to. Or in other words, putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and really going after what you want, whether that's in dating, in your relationships. And getting the like interactions, whether that's in sex, I'm saying whether that's in a lot, um, (laughs) in sex, in just like how you want your relationships to be. It's about putting yourself out there. It's grabbing life by the horns. By the horns. That's a good alternative for all other body parts that are usually there. (laughs) I know. I like, I went through a couple in my head and I was like, you know what? It's grabbing life by the labes or it's grabbing life by the horns. And we'll go with horns today, labes tomorrow. (laughs) But um, um, there we go. There we go. Um, Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about... Oh, something that just makes me tingle from my feet (laughs) to my phalanges. Um, We're talking about how to be a slut from literally the sluttiest person I know. (laughs) Uh, We are talking to none other than Zachary Zane, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. The Boy Slut, author Mm -hmm. of Boy Slut. Uh, You may remember him. He was on the podcast earlier this year uh, to talk Mm -hmm. about toxic masculinity and just tons of really cool things and it was such a fun episode um but if you don't remember him zachary zane is a brooklyn-based columnist sex expert and activist whose work featured uh focuses on sexuality culture and the lgbtq community author of boy slut a memoir and manifesto such a good book such a good fucking book um and co-author of men's health best sex ever he writes sexplain it um an advice column on men's health he just has so much content out there and it's such Mm -hmm fucking good content like yes. oh my god he talks about a couple of his um like social media uh i don't know series that he does mm-hmm. um in this episode and god they're so good they're Ugh. so good i love him not only does our dearest zachary zane who i love saying his whole name um have the best stories <laughs> he also just has very constructive advice on how to put yourself out there in a slutty way and reframe what slutty means to you so that you could do it successfully for yourself um also we have to start a drinking game right now for the number right of times now. he says boy slut um <laughs> We already agreed on it in the episode, so I'm not being mean. He said we can start a drinking game. So just get your drinks, get whatever you have in front of you ready. 
for the amount of times we talk about boys. You might want to mix in a little water. Just yeah, for or your just own do water. You'll safety. just like really flush yourself out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it is that good. Wheat grass shots. <laughs> yeah, it's just such good information from such a great source. Um, stick around to the end where we get to his sluttiest moments. <laughs> a I just it's there's nothing inspo. else to say. Yeah. yeah, slutty inspo. That's right. Oh, yeah, so good. All right. Well, that's all we've got. So we will mm-hmm. see you on the other side. Sure will. Bye, sluts. Bye. <laughs> what is a slut? What does it mean to be a slut? Let's go there. <laughs> sure. So I actually like have a definition of it in my uh, book, uh, Boy Slut, uh, A Memoir and Manifesto, okay. which you'll hear me plug a million times. But for <laughs> me, you know, like slut is not necessarily about having a high body count. Of course it can be, but it's about having the sex that you want to have uh, as much or as little as you want without any kind of undue influence from society. Uh, so it's you having this autonomy to choose your sexual lifestyle. And for me, that's what being a slut is all about. Mm. Oh, I love that. Mm. And I love that you mentioned body count. I've talked about it on the podcast before. I don't have a very high body count and I've been insecure about it when talking about sex because I'm like, well, I just don't have a lot of experience. So how could I possibly be slutty or sexy or any of those things that it's like, I would like to be those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really don't think... Like being a slut is a way of mind, if you will. You know what I mean? So, so it is less about body count, about how you approach the world. Um, yeah. Again, with a lack of judgment, with an openness, uh, with realizing that everyone has their own desires and they might be different from you and that doesn't make you worse or them worse or you better or them better. Um, and it's so funny because, you know, obviously like, culturally there's such different dynamics of like, how, how many people you should sleep with. And we think of it, honestly, usually in the terms of like, you know, Christian Puritan culture, we're told to not sleep with a lot of people. But then I hear it from the reverse, from like gay culture and gay men in New York, where it's just like, you know, if they don't want to, if they don't sleep with a lot of people or they don't have an open relationship, they're accused of having like internalized homophobia and like being sex negative. And it's like, no, you don't have to be sleeping with everyone, but like the shame that they experience for not being, slutty enough when they're just like no i'm actually happy with monogamy or with sleeping with a few guys or only once i have an emotional connection and how they've been accused of being like yeah having internalized homophobia and that's not why they're sleeping with more men and i'm like jesus that's so absurd (laughs) it's so clear that those men those other guys are projecting are nervous that they're sleeping with too many people so therefore they shame the people who are not sleeping with enough people right it feels very layered, the word slut, because in middle school, high school, you're called a slut and you're embarrassed and it was weird and shameful and you're immediately self-conscious. And now I am like opposite of Cass. I'm working on my body count, but I don't feel the sluttiness that like makes me feel empowered or excited or like, um, fucking like Cass called me a slut the other day in the best way possible. And she's like in a good way. And that almost like helped in a weird way, because I'm still like, it's still a funny feeling to be like slutty era. I want to embody slutty era. So what does that confidence look like? Like, what is that mentally? I, well, I mean, like the word is so stigmatized, right? As you say yourself, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. in middle and high school, you're called a slut. And that's like the worst thing that can happen to you. And you're called a slut, yeah. whether or not you actually hook up with anyone, right? It's just right. a rumor. You and then dance happens, or you look it, at someone and it's yeah, like, slut. And, and you're labeled this and it seems like the worst thing that you can be. So to have this yeah. reclamation is 
very challenging. And that's why a lot of people still don't reclaim the word slut. And there, of course, they don't have to, right? That That's, mm-hmm. I'm not forcing anyone else to do it. I'm also coming from a different lens, right? I am a guy. And so like, I haven't been called a slut or I have been called a slut, but it's like definitely a lot more playfully, you know, more of a mm-hmm. player or a Don Juan or something like that. So I understand that I'm coming from this, from this kind of privileged perspective and from someone who the word slut has not been used in a derogatory sense towards me. Um, so just kind of having that caveat out there. And I think um, your question was like kind of how to embody the slut mindset. Mm-hmm. Was that mm-hmm. what I'm sorry, I gave a little ramble there, but I think that yeah. was the question, right? Yes, definitely. Um, I, I think part of it is also surrounding yourself with other sluts and finding that community and finding that people. You know what I mean? Because if uh-huh. you're the one slut of your friend group and even if they're like, kind of supportive or maybe like maybe they give you a little bit of side eye like the people in my life every time I say the most disgusting perverted kinky (laughs) thing I could possibly do they're like oh my god that's fucking amazing so like like, you're getting kind of positive reinforcement for being a son or oh my god that's so hot I love that I love that you were able to do that explore that so I think it's very challenging you know if you're trying to be in your slut era and you're surrounded by people who are shaming you or even if they're not necessarily shaming you, it could be tough if they're not, I don't know, if they're not necessarily on the same page. So you share the story and they're like, oh, okay. Like, like no, no, right. I want to share the story and it's to be like met with such positivity and excitement. So I mm-hmm. think. And questions. It's like you want people to ask you, like, be engaged. Don't be afraid of asking me, like, how was the sex? How was the sex with that one? And then that one. Compare it. It's like, I want to talk about that. Yeah, so it's finding that community, you know, and that's why, like, you know, I'm part of, like, the poly, bisexual, sex-positive community in Brooklyn, and I absolutely love it here, although there's a lot of drama in our community, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) A lot, I'm always just like, all right, you guys, calm down. Um, But, like, there's a reason why I'm here, and the reason why, like, I'm sometimes telling people, like, get on FetLife, go to, like, munches or what they're called, which are, like, the non-sexual meetups. You get to know people in the community because, like, people are like, how can I get invited to a sex club when there's, like, a – um, you have to know people to get into it. And I'm like, well, that's a reason for safety. They don't want to let anyone in. Like, Zach, will you refer me? I'm like, I don't know you. You are a follower on Instagram, so I will not be doing that. But here are my recommendations. Here's how you actually meet people in a non-sexual setting, get to know them, and then they'll vouch for you. Mm-hmm. So – yeah, part of it is finding those friends and that community. That said, I also understand it's kind of like a privilege to be able to do that. You might not be in a place where like, hey, I'm in Brooklyn. You know, I'm in, in New York. Mm-hmm. I'm in like the bisexual, poly, sex positive capital of the world. You know, us in <laughs> Berlin and Amsterdam, maybe. You know what I mean? So I understand like that's not necessarily feasible for anyone. But it, but if you can somehow, you know, it, it's really learning to yeah unpack this shame right and figuring out where it is coming from when you when you file when you feel that guilt or that shame for doing something sexual it's not actually your belief system most of the time right it's something where it's like okay this is what i think i should be thinking or what i've been taught i should be thinking sometimes you hear it in your pastor's voice you hear it in your mother's voice you hear it in something else you're like okay so this isn't actually my thought so it's learning to develop kind of this independent critical thought where you are are allowed to kind of make decisions for yourself in a way and really coming up with your own belief system about what what it means to be good, what it means to be slutty, what it means to be moral, what it means to be ethical, how to be an ethical slut, Um, and then abiding by your own belief system I think is really important. Mm -hmm. That sounds powerful too. I feel like that would give you the confidence 
Because when I embody like my slut era mentality, I picture just being very confident in my own decisions and being like a charismatic person to engage with out in the world. And so I feel like if you have your own set of values and rights and like manifesto that you live by, that's powerful. And that's like illuminates off of you as well. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's challenging norms. You know what I mean? It's we Mm -hmm. brought up learning all of these things about uh, not just sex, but everything. And as an adult, it's being like, okay, what do I agree with? And what do I not agree with? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your journey to becoming a slut? And if you were just always slutty or if that's something you grew into and how other people can grow into their own sluttiness? That's a great question, actually. I'm trying to think, like, I have all the podcasts I've done. I'm like, have I been asked, like, my slut journey? Um, (laughs) It was, let's see, interesting. So I do talk about it, you know, in my book, Boy Slut. Sorry. Only number two uh, plug. Keep Uh, going. Please plug it. It's It's also such a good book. Like, please plug the shit out of it. We'll make it a drinking game in the intro. So it'll be fun. Okay, great. So everyone, please don't go to the hospital by the end of this. You'll need your stomach pumped. But so actually, it's interesting. I came from like my mom at like 16 and 17, if I was dating a woman, would always be like, hey, and she'd sit, sit down the two of us and be like, hey, you know, when you both like break up and start sleeping with other people and we'd be like happily together and I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, it's such a weird thing to say to your 16 or 17 year old, especially your 17 year old boy. And I kind of learned the reason why she ended up saying this. And I learned this later when I was going to college is she was previously married and she thought she thought you had to marry the man you lost your virginity to. So she got married at 18. They were together for a year. They broke up. And I think she was so afraid of us, like her children, repeating that pattern. But to me, I didn't know this. To me, it was just like, you just keep telling me to break up and sleep with as many people as possible. <laughs> so that's my takeaway from this because you did not give me the full context of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, I grew up in a way in a sex positive household you know what i mean where it's definitely not like sex is just for marriage um but i went to college you know like everyone's fucking because it's college you know what i mean like it literally we'd all just get drunk and have sex and college i didn't go there to learn like it's probably the most expensive sex worker i'd hired of two hundred fifty thousand dollars. like it's literally just you go to fuck and everyone's fucking nonstop. so all of a sudden i was there and was able to have sex and i was like this is amazing and like and in a way it wasn't necessarily from in, – in the beginning, it wasn't necessarily coming from the healthiest place per se. I think I still definitely saw it as like, oh, I'm more of a man because I'm having sex. And I was doing it because it was something to do in that way as opposed to now I'm doing it because it's a pleasurable experience and I treat my partners with respect and all that stuff. But initially, I was obsessed with body count and getting my body count as high as possible. And I wasn't, I wasn't even focusing on the experience. I was more focused on like, oh, I'll be able to talk about the experience afterwards. Which is not why you should be having – I mean, of course, do things for ridiculous stories, and I, I love doing that. But, you know, most of the time you're having sex, you're doing it because you want to – any of the million of valid reasons why you want to have sex, whether it is pleasure, whether it is connection, whether it is kink, exploration, whatever it is, that's all valid. I, I think another element of my slut era came into it in two other parts. Uh, the first was this woman I was dating, um, like – uh, sophomore year of college, second semester, sophomore year. And we um, were dating maybe for like four months. And then we were away for the summer and then I was studying abroad for five months. And when I got back, it was summer. 
And I kind of said foolishly, like she thought we were immediately going to get back together versus we kind of separated while I was abroad. And I was like, well, because we don't live in the same, you live in SF and I live in LA and essentially it's still long distance. Let's wait until we get back to college to kind of uh, close up our relationship again. And she did not take this well. She was very, very upset and very hurt by the fact that I didn't want to immediately get back together with her now that I was back in the States. And she broke up with me then. I begged her to get back together and she was like, no. And after that, I was a little bit heartbroken. And it was now just senior year um, where I was like, well, there's no reason for me to kind of fall in love again because I'll be moving to a different city anyway. So I'm just going to be a big old slut. And I kind of leaned into that my senior year. And in hindsight, I'm really happy that she didn't get back together with me because I also wasn't out as bisexual yet and still going through that journey. So that would have been when I figured that that, that would have been another layer to kind of go through. And I think I, I would mm-hmm. like to it's glad that I had that figured out before dating seriously again. Right. So that was part of my slut era due to heartbreak. Um, and it then always the, starts there. I feel that. And, and, and then the last era, the last part of my slut uh, era, and I talk about this in the book, Boy Slut and Memoir Manifesto. And like, but this is how I almost got into my poly journey. And I got into poly for almost, not for almost, for the wrong reasons. I started polyamory because I thought it wasn't a serious relationship or couldn't lead to a serious relationship when in fact, that's exactly what happened. Um so that was actually my slut into polyamory journey, and now I'm a slutty polyamorous person. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea signature scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A malibu.com and use code d-e-w-m-e for 10% off there we go long there long story go. there thank you for sharing yeah. that yeah honestly in your recall is like very impressive <laughs> i have yeah, well, zero yes. recall <laughs> it's like these are also just like big points in my life you yeah. know what i mean so it's like i do remember mm-hmm. the big points if you asked me what i had for breakfast yesterday i'd be like i have no idea uh, if you ask me where I am at any given uh-uh. moment, what day of the week it is, zero idea. <laughs> zero idea. But I do feel like even though people might not walk the same like events that you went through, it hit a lot of key points as to why people might start engaging in like a sluttier era, you know, breakup, interest, curiosity, enamored with like another situation. And then you learn to love it, right? So whether or not yeah. like I went into it for the 
quote unquote right reasons. You know, it's like my heart's broken, so I'm doing this. But then you learn to have a healthy relationship mm-hmm. with your sexuality. You learn to have pleasure with it. You learn to enjoy it. You learn to communicate with your partner. So everyone's on the same page, all of this stuff. So it's almost doesn't necessarily matter how you get there as long as, you know, once you're there and you learn to engage with it in a healthy manner, um, yeah. which I, I learned to do as well. So one thing that keeps me going throughout my days, both as a human and someone that's happy, is repeating things to myself, um, like mantras to keep me going. So if we want to be in our slutty era, what are some slutty mantras we can say for ourselves to like keep our morale high, you know? (laughs) Oh my God. What are some slutty mantras? I, I have some mantras I say to myself, but they're not necessarily slutty uh that's okay you're a slutty person so it could work yeah i'm a slutty person for for me i mean this is or i'll start with the mantras i say to myself and this is usually actually for anxiety which people are surprised that i have because when it comes like dating relationships and sex i'm Mm -hmm. very not anxious i'm very confident in those ways but then in other aspects of my life i have anxiety i just don't have social anxiety the same way Mm -hmm. um but one thing Uh, that kind of helps me out when I'm spiraling or something like that is I always say, slow down, just whatever to slow down, breathe. Um, You don't have to be perfect. I think for me, there's always this idea of you have to like, you don't have to be perfect. And sorry, the last section of that is people will always love you. Because I feel like a lot of my fear is that if I'm not perfect or the best or great at everything that I will lose love and support from my family, my friends, my peers, whatever, whatever that is. And I know it's not the case, but of course that kind of comes down to that. And that's where this perfectionism comes from. Um, and I could see that also being helpful in a slut context. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I'm a slutty person and I have hurt people. I've hurt a lot of people. That's never my intent to hurt people. I don't, I do not try to lie to people. I try to be as upfront and honest, but when there are emotions involved, um, People get hurt. And I realize, oh, in hindsight, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I made that mistake. Oh, I should have communicated this beforehand. And I would see myself getting very down and being like, hey, like, and especially because I think I'm a sex and relationship, you know, quote unquote expert. I usually like the word columnist because I am a columnist. But like because of this, I almost hold myself to a higher standard where I'm like every relationship I'm in should be absolutely perfect and no tears and no arguments and we're going to communicate (laughs) everything and no feel. It's like. That's mm-hmm. just not how it works. So I think if you can give yourself some grace and ability to make mistakes as a slut, I think that would be really helpful knowing like, yeah, you know what? I put myself in this riskier situation that I should have, and I'm going to learn from that. And that doesn't necessarily mean you stop being a slut altogether. It means, okay, now I know what situations I can be in, which ones I can't. Oh, I really hurt this person's feelings. And that was because I didn't convey – um what I was looking for from the beginning. Okay, so you made that mistake and learning from it. So I think don't necessarily let your mistakes then inhibit you or make you think that you're not cut out for this. Just acknowledge that you make mistakes and then do your best to learn from them and Mm -hmm. try to not make those mistakes again if you can help it. Mm -hmm. What if those mistakes are kind of the opposite, but like you catch feelings for people easily and you don't want to, or they've made it clear and you've made it clear. That's not what you're looking for. 
but you still, there's something in you that catches feelings. Emma, stop making that face at me. I'm talking about Emma. You're learning from your spa- mistakes and having the wherewithal to say, hey, this is not a relationship I want to be in. Uh, I, I, I actually wrote just like an article about this for like my blog recently because I spoke about how I've um, – Kind of, yeah, this idea that, you know, when you, when things keep happening to you, quote unquote, it means like, well, I'm the common denominator here. So, so what am I doing wrong? You know, and that if all these things just keep happening to me, the same things, the same, it's like, okay. I was talking about how I felt like I was setting very clear boundaries with people or what expectations, and then they'd want a more serious relationship. Kind of what I discussed before, and that's been a trend in my life. And I think a lot of it is because I can be very cutesy when I'm with you. And when I'm with you, we have that dynamic. But then when I'm not with you, I'm doing other things. I'm not necessarily texting you all the time. I don't want to see you all the time. But I can be very present and very cutesy when we're together. So it's kind of like this mismatch seemingly where it's like, oh, he doesn't want to be with me romantically long term or whatever he says. But then when he acts like this, so then people I, I like – so I'm like, hey, what am I doing to attract this? Maybe I should be less cutesy with people. Maybe I should be clearer. Is it the onus on me when I see them getting feelings for me to break up with them? That almost seems like taking the autonomy away from them in a sense, being like, oh, you're a child and you can't handle this. When I try to reaffirm my boundaries, it's always weird to be like, oh, it sounds like you're falling in love with me and you're lying to me about it. Uh, <laughs> just want to confirm you're not. Like there's no way to do it without sounding like a fucking asshole. Yeah. But I spoke about – how when I've had this this happen, I convey these things. One of three things happen when I'm dating someone, we're starting out. The first one is they say like, hey, I'm on the exact same page. Great. And those people who are not lying, who are on the exact same page. Then there are people who say like, shit, I, I really like you and, I, and I'm not looking for anything casual. I'm really looking for a serious partner. And if that's not you, it's a bummer, but I'm going to break up with you now. And it seems like that's something that you, you should be learning from and learning how to say that as opposed to the latter, which is what happens the most, is people saying, oh, I'm fine with this when in fact they are not fine with this. Maybe they don't know they're not fine with this, but even when they learn they're not fine with this, they still continue and don't break, th- break things off there. So this is one of those things, if you find yourself in this situation, becoming that middle group, like allowing yourself to be like, hey, I really want a serious partner. Um, which means I can't date this person because I have too many feelings for this person and I don't want to be here yearning and hoping that they're going to change their mind or I'm going to change their mind if they spend enough time with me. And that's a really hard thing to do. But if you get in the habit of being like, no, my end goal is a serious partner. They've come, they don't want to don't be friends. That's going to be too hard for you. You know what I mean? Like, or uh, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But in my experience and from what I've heard is just be like, hey, I really appreciate it. And then do not talk to them because otherwise you're going to prolong this hurt and this feeling and this longing and you're doing it to yourself. You don't want to do this to yourself. You want to focus on that serious partner you're attempting to find. Mm-hmm. I think it can be tricky being someone pointing at myself because Cass wouldn't. So I'll point at myself. Um, it was, it was just a, we've been talking about it. I did not ask it. I wanted to make sure it was asked. Um, I did what I had to do. Being someone who does typically seek out relationships and then wanting to be in this like dating around slutty era and kind of getting confused, like where your priorities are in the moment. And 
I guess I don't even know where I'm going with this, but that's my explanation is that when I'm dating around, I, I tend to, like you're saying, be really cutesy with people when I'm with them and present. And then I'm like, God, that probably means I'm going for a relationship. And then that's not necessarily what I want. So I'm kind of confused. I'm trying to do this slutty era thing. And then it's just like a jumble. So your mantra anyway of like, stop, it's okay. Like to me, I just need to like stop and think and process. I always want to figure shit out in the moment. That's my, that's also my problem is that I like stop, try to write everything and categorize it. And then I feel like I have to do like, oh, I either need to break up or tell them I'm being slutty. Like we need to figure this out. Yeah. I hate that. It's tough. And sitting with these, mm-hmm. the sitting with the ambiguity is so, in anything, yes. is so challenging. You know, mm-hmm. as someone with anxiety and OCD, like I want to figure out everything absolutely immediately. Yeah. Um, for me, because it's different, because I, mean, I don't know, I don't think you're poly or open necessarily the same way. So I'm allowed to be a slut within my right. committed partnerships. So I, I yeah. am having my cake and eating it too, um, uh-huh. in a sense. But there still is. There still are problems, you know, I've still had issues in my relationships where because I'm too slutty for my other partners in a way where they necessarily get jealous or they want to have more sex with me than I want to have sex with them because I'm having sex with other people. But I'm like, oh, I want to prioritize this partner or feeling like I'm getting a little slut shamed or if like they're just struggling to get to find another partner or get laid or going through a dry spell. Like it's very easy to then get frustrated at me. If I'm not doing it, uh, you know, if I am sleeping with a lot of people, but it's, yeah, one thing I realized for me personally right now, and it's, and like, as I'm looking for relationships, I'm kind of looking, I like, I'm looking for things to be a little bit easier. You know what I mean? Like, I like, yes, we can always communicate and have talks, but like, I, I would like a somewhat more easier relationship. And I think that's an okay thing to ask for, right? With just less drama mm-hmm. and conflict. And I've realized one thing for me is finding someone who's as slutty or not sluttier than me just avoids a lot of conflict uh, in a way that like it's almost becoming a prerequisite of anyone I date. Like I need you to like to be a fucking full on slut. So that way there's no jealousy or animosity or envy or whatever it is. And you understand what I'm doing. I understand what you're doing. You're going out. I'm going out. We can do things together. Um yeah, and I've realized that my healthiest relationships is when they're also very slutty. Again, that doesn't have to be the case. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely have a one partner slutty, one partner is even asexual, while the other person goes out, does their own thing. And that can work. It just hasn't been working for me. So at this point, mm-hmm. oh, like, okay, let's try to learn and let's try to make things a little bit easier for myself. I think I think the idea that relationships take work was like something – that really fucked with me when people would be like relationships take work and like of course they fucking take work obviously they take work but i didn't realize i've been in relationships for like so long and we're arguing and we're crying every day and we're hitting our head up against the wall i'm like well relationships take work and it's like they should take work but not that much work and if you are arguing every day if you're crying every day if you're never on the same page like no, that's when you break up. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> I almost internalized that message a little bit too much. So now I'm kind of trying to reel it back in and be like, yeah, of course they take work. I know that. But it should not be that much work, all things considered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, It's a balance that I'm trying yeah. to find. Yeah, That's a really good point. Like how much work, what type of yeah. work 
are we talking about? And this reminds me of that trend on TikTok right now. I think it's like a Moana sound and it's all about like just never leaving. And it's like all these couples posting like and no one leaves. And it's like, whoa. And they just say all of the horrible things that have happened in their relationship. And then they're like, but no one leaves. It's like, are we sure we're like super happy with that? Like, yeah. is that the goal? Like, just no one leaves ever, no matter what happens. It just well, doesn't sound great. This is a completely different tangent. But what you said, Zach, like in cast as well, it hit a nerve where it's like, you think that you aren't, at least for me, I wouldn't be deserving of an easy relationship. So therefore, I'm in this relationship that takes so much fucking work and I'm like at my last fucking thread and that's what I deserve because this is what a relationship is when it's going to be with me. It's a lot of work. But it's like, no, easy. I'm easy. Relationship should be easy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And again, not inv- – of course, there are going to be tr- drama and tears and cries and arguments. Mm-hmm. But just that middle ground. That That's yes. what I'm trying to search for. Mm-hmm. And I'm still struggling to find it. Yeah. So uh, it's challenging yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. What are some ways getting back into just the slut of it all? Um, That's a great name for a podcast. What, <laughs> yeah, oh, slut that of is it a all. fun name. <laughs> um, what are some ways that we can embody sluttiness throughout the day? Obviously, it's a more you gave us a much more expansive definition of slut than I think a lot of us probably came in with. But just some ways that we can like feel into our sluttiness in our day to day lives. I think. Almost allowing yourself to be a horny little perv, I, I, I think, could be a fun thing. And it could be because I'm also watching the new season of Big Mouth that uh, just dropped. I don't know if oh you guys watched God. that show. It is phenomenal. We, we love, love that show. Big Mouth. I'm obsessed. I absolutely love it. I'm devastated it's so ending. Good. And I really was hoping to be a staff writer on that show. And now I won't be able to. But, um, yeah, I, and I just kind of see them. And it's just they're so unabashedly horny in their daydreams, in their thoughts, and just allowing yourself to be that, giving yourself permission to kind of be horny and pervy. Obviously, when I say this as a state of mind, don't fucking perv on people. Don't assault people. Don't be an <laughs> asshole. I, you know, it's the internet, right? People are going to somehow be like, Zach is encouraged. No, no, no. I'm yeah. not encouraging any of that shit. But, like, you're allowed to think. You said I could. You're allowed to think whatever the fuck you want in your mind and allow yourself to do that and allow yourself to do it without shame. So I think. Like, be horny, I think is what it is. And let yourself Mm -hmm. have that. And permission to do that, I think, is a big one. Um, What else? I'm trying to think of, like, walking around in my horny state, in my slut state. (laughs) Um, I know a part of it is also, you know, I I think if you can embody this level of confidence, which is a whole nother topic and conversation about how to build confidence, how to talk to people. You know what I mean? There are entire books on that. I'm not going to be able to like, if you're socially awkward or nervous about dating or talking to people, like I'm not going to be able to solve that in a few sentences here. But like, like I almost feel like this level of like, you know, the sluts I meet, they're like, they are confident people, you know, or at least they are projecting confidence. They are exuding confidence. They're like, I think it's, again, it's part of, like, owning your shit, owning your kinks, owning your sluttiness. It's that mindset of just, like, I deserve this. I can be horny. I can be pervy. I can enjoy this. And so, yeah, I think having that mindset can be helpful. Mm-hmm. I love that. I've definitely noticed that on days that I've, like, listened to a Dipsy audio erotica mm. or something in the morning, and you just kind of carry that with you and you make everything a little bit flirtier 
And that's what I enjoy that part of like sluttiness. I don't know. Like you order a coffee and you wink a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. And I mean, like I always think like, you know, sexting throughout the day if you have partners. It doesn't have to be something that's just like limited to the bedroom. Uh, I think mm-hmm. sluttiness, yeah, can be any aspect of the day. Obviously, I don't do this that much. And it's always one of those like sex toy recommendation things that people always say. I'm like, how many people are actually doing this? But, you know, like if you have one of those sex toys that have a Bluetooth and your partner's controlling it, like obvi- that's some slutty ass <laughs> shit right there. But the, but yeah, the point of it, I think, is maybe bringing this mindset also outside the bedroom because sometimes it's like, OK, we have mm-hmm. sexy time yeah. and that's sex and that's with my husband at this point in the evening. And then the rest of the time, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not slutty. I'm not horny. I only allot this one time. So I think carrying it out throughout the day is a way to kind of embrace it as well. If we were, and I know this is going to vary from person to person, um, but if we were to have like a slutty checklist of things to do that can help us kind of like drop into either our horniness or our like own sensuality, what can we do that's like, I don't know, three tiers, like very easy to maybe a little bit saucier. That could be like a fun, like slutty little checklist. Oh my God. Thinking actionable steps. Oh, my God. I don't know. I have to think about this. Hold on. <laughs> All right. So, actionable okay. steps of a slutty checklist. Um, hmm. Like we could do like day-to-day things like while you're just out running errands. What's something like – how can you make that a little sluttier? <laughs> how can you make your day-to-day <laughs> – I, I think – Sure. I'm not sure. Um, I, I think also I think a body check in can honestly be helpful and just mm. seeing like how I how your body is feeling and then, you know, focusing energy potentially on your genitals, on your nipples, on whatever it is. Mm. So actually getting more bodily aroused. And again, I'm not saying masturbate on a bus, but like I am saying, you know, there are degrees here. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. but if there's a way to be like, yeah, I think having focus potentially on some erogenous zones and getting yourself aroused through thinking about your body. Um, I think, uh, yeah, potential little daydream I, I think is always fun. It's uh, if you see someone you're attracted to and letting your mind kind of go into la-la land for a moment if you're just sitting on the train could be like a fun little way to just kind of get yourself in a horny mindset. Um yeah, potentially, you know, sending nudes, sexting, something like that. Again, if you have a partner or mm-hmm. even if you necess- don't necessarily have a partner, you know, if you want to even do it with people you don't know super well on hookup apps, dating apps, if you feel comfortable doing so and flirting and sexting that way is a fun way to kind of be in that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like there, there are certain things that also make me feel sluttier you know where it's just like the way that you dress uh like you know if i'm wearing a thong or a jock strap underneath my gym shorts it's like i feel like a slut like like, you know what i mean and again i'm not like (laughs) yeah no one knows i'm wearing this you know what i mean just i know i'm wearing it so i don't know if you're wearing Mm -hmm. something you know sexy or lacy or some sexy lingerie under your your work outfit whatever it is I think can be a way to be like, oh, I have this little secret going on right here and no one knows that I have this little secret and it feels good against my body. You know, I think that can also be a fun way. So wearing some little slutty mm-hmm. undergarments, you know, that are just for you. Hell yeah. I like those. Those <laughs> are really, really fun. Yeah. 
<laughs> you have a series on Instagram that I see on occasion of people submitting like really slutty experiences. Ooh, slutty Sundays. And yes. I'm wondering. Yes. Yes. And it's so fun. And I love reading them. I'm wondering if you can give us some examples of your slutty experiences, just some fun, inspirational slut moments. Oh my God. Of my. Yeah. Okay. So every Sunday, unless if there's a reason why not, like I do slutty Sundays where I have people write in with their wildest, you know, sexual experiences, stories, fantasies, kinks, desires, or any slutty questions that they have as well. And I go and just most of it's me just being like, oh shit, you did this? Fuck yeah. That's awesome. I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay. Come through. Like most of it's just me being like, God damn, y'all are slutty. I love it. Uh, you know, and it's, it's always fun just because you kind of think, you know, everything when it comes to like sex. And I'm like, this point I've been writing about sex, researching sex, reading books about sex for forever. And then someone will write in with like a a new kink I haven't even heard of or doing something completely wild. And I'm like, it's exciting to know that there's always more. So if you, you know, if your sex life was getting boring, I'm like, that is on you because there are just so, so many things you could be doing. Uh, the sky truly is the limit. Um, but cast your question. Sorry, as I'm rambling here, I'm trying to think. So it was like, what, what are some slutty stories of mine or just what are some slutty? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, I Yeah, just like some slutty inspo moments. Inspo moments. Um, <laughs> I, I think... It's like a slutty inspirational moment that was just like I, I think sometimes just like at sex parties when you just kind of see some people going the fuck at it in the center of the room. I'm always just like, yeah, that's awesome. All right, I'm gonna get, okay, I'm gonna try to do this too, and then I you know, bring my partner, being like, let's fuck next to them, let's see what's happening, whatever it is. Um, but I, I like, I, I just think. Yeah, when I see people exude, exuding sexual confidence and just fucking doing it everywhere, I think that's so hot. Um, what are some like slutty inspirations? Uh, I'm not actually sure. I'm not sure about actual like inspire. I feel like I'm my own inspiration. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't think it's like a. <laughs> I meant moments to inspire us. Oh! Sorry, I meant like your slutty moments. Oh, that we I have can a million. That makes more sense. I really was like, oh, what's sluts. slutty inspiring <laughs> to me? Okay, sorry. So I just I also have uh, as I'm plugging everything else I have like this non-fiction erotica zine. It's like a blog that I do on Substack, Ooh. but I have other writers who write into it too, which is also called Boy Slut, which is either great marketing and advertising or very confusing branding. I, I don't know which one it is. <laughs> um, we'll go with great yeah, marketing. Uh, very cohesive. No, but like so, it's me and then other writers who like submit in and we share real life um, sex stories. And it was this thing I kind of started as this fun little side thing and then it kind of blew up and people absolutely love it because especially because like erotica is not like non-fiction erotica isn't a genre you know what i mean like erotica has to be fiction if it's non-fiction <laughs> erotica it's like excuse me it's like a collection of essays or something and that's really not what this is this is some erotic shit so some fun <laughs> slutty things have happened and i think always oh like again it's just being open-minded and realizing like Oh, I didn't think I was going to be into this, but now I am. But I was at this like party with some friends. Actually, no, we rented a cabin up in the Poconos essentially for all of us to go and have sex. And it was great. But we have theme nights. And one of them was like uh, circus themed. So I got pegged by a clown. 
Uh, <laughs> and, and like, if you had told me like I want to fuck you know Pennywise you know a week earlier, I'd be like, no, probably not. Like I, I'm I'm more into Tim Curry as you know Doctor Frankenfurter than I am for him as you know Pennywise and it. Um, and I, it's like there's a point where like I'm on my back and she's pegging me with like this massive purple dick and like she has like you know a, a nose fucking a clown nose and she has the white makeup on her face and i'm like so turned on and like i'm like trying not to laugh because it's a weirdly like somehow serious moment and i do laugh a little bit but i i, I bring this up for slutty inspiration just because one i just wrote about it recently so it's on my mind but two to be like you never fucking know what's gonna turn you on uh mm-hmm. And again, I haven't done any clown play since then, but I'm now open to it, you know? Like, why the fuck not? I don't know. I've almost reached a point where everything in my life, everything's hot. Everyone is hot. I, I don't know what's happened, but it's just like someone told, oh, that's hot. I fucking love it. Oh, you like this? Oh, that person's hot. Like, every, and it's a, it's a blessing. It's a beautiful thing where somehow I've been able to, like, expand my mindset where I've almost, like, eroticized or fetishized every single thing and person. That like uh, that's allowed for such a uh, fun new experiences, which is like pretty cool. But that was a fun little slutty thing. I, I had a f- yeah, fun it's... slutty story where I was in um, Greece and Athens for my birthday. I was there with a friend, and he ended up going to bed at four. I went to, and he was straight, but I went to one of like the gay saunas, and I was like, you know, sucking everyone off and getting all the dicks, and just like, <laughs> and like best part was was afterwards it's closing at six and i'm like oh, i have an airbnb you guys come back over to my place they invited some friends over and the funniest thing was when the guys come over like three hours later we've been up for forever the guy comes over he's like hey great to meet you by the way and he points and i had had jizz on my face for at least <laughs> at least like four hours that no one had said anything because like the last time someone came on me i'm thinking I'm like that was five o'clock these guys came over at nine or ten and i literally <laughs> had jizz on my and i literally i I could not like happy birthday to me um so uh just know that you can be walking around in the morning and talking to a lot of people with jizz on your face and not know it and that's the slutty inspo i'm gonna give you yeah let's wrap it up with that perfect (laughs) that was beautiful happy fucking birthday thank you you. my 30th birthday birthday too oh no 31st that was 31st okay Oh my god, that's so funny! Holy shit, that's oh, amazing. So it really was. <laughs> it really <laughs> fucking was. Wait, so did you start at five p.m.? Oh no, no, no! I was up. No, because we went out like I think we went to the club at like one. We'd nap during the day, and then went to the okay. sauna at like four a.m. And like my whole time thing was off because I was also jet lagged too. I think I took an Adderall to stay up because I was like trying to do that. So I was like, "Woo, <laughs> let's go!" Um, <laughs> So I, and then I think I went to bed at like 10 a.m., like noon that day. Oh, my God. And I was like, well, now I'm going to be jet lagged forever. I did this to myself. Uh, but also, I like, I landed the night of my birthday. I wanted to have a fun night. I took a nap. It was, yeah, it was a long, yeah. fun evening. Oh, that sounds great. I was going to say 5 p.m., not to like time shame, but that feels a little like uh, not the sluttiest hour. That's, uh, not <laughs> with know? that attitude. See, you really got to embody. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, any hour is the slutty hour. <laughs> any hour is the slutty hour. Oh, that's so funny. Um, Cass, did you want to hit on anything else? No, I feel like we covered so much. <laughs> yeah. I'm obsessed. Um, yes. I'm sure I could come up with a million more questions, I but know. I feel so sluttily inspired. <laughs> sluttily inspired. I'm glad. 
deep down to my core. Where can our listeners continue connecting with you after this episode to get all the slutty content? Where can they get your book? All of those sure. things. Sure. So I'm on Instagram at Zachary Zane underscore underscore at the end. My book is called Boy Slut. One word because Amazon actually like dings you if you have a curse word in it. Like it would not have shown up. Hmm. So like uh, yeah. And this was actually a whole ordeal. So like people are like, I can't find it. And it's because there's still sex negativity at Amazon. You know what I mean? So boy slut, uh, wow. one word, you type that in, you can find it at all bookstores. You can find it at your library, uh, get it off of Amazon. Uh, I also read the audible. If you do enjoy my voice, you can hear me reading it. Um, <laughs> Again, I have that like digital zine voice. If you just type in boy slut one word, you'll find 10 million things about me. That's probably the easiest way to do it. But if you you'll be subscribe there. to my Substack, you can get my kind of kinky erotica where I share the story about having come on my face and getting pegged by a clown and so much more. <laughs> I'm also the sex and relationship advice columnist at Men's Health. I know we discussed this. And also I read a non-monogamy column at Cosmo. But yeah, so Zachary Zane, Boy Slut, Google me. You'll find everything there is to know about me and so much more about me than you probably even wanted to know. So uh, enjoy that as well. Hi, sluts. Hi. We made it to the end. (laughs) We did. Uh, So good. So, so fucking good. So fucking good. And just, I love that I said I was working on my body count. I don't know necessarily if I am, (laughs) but I appreciate that I was confident in saying such a thing on on my business platform. So (laughs) what can I say? Zach brings the slut out of me. So thank you, Zach for being here today yet again we love hanging out with you and thank you to our listeners for coming back another week uh you can head on over to apple podcasts and spotify to rate review and subscribe to honey do me you can leave us a written review if you're real nice and you want to be extra slutty um and you can also (laughs) watch us on youtube and you can blow us kisses at the moon and we'll catch you (laughs) (laughs) oh that was so nice to hear oh (laughs) ethereal um so yeah do all those things and i guess we'll just see you next week for our final week then nope not our final week because there's five fucking weeks in november i know there are a lot of weeks well there are at least a lot of wednesdays which are the days that we release episodes um Mm -hmm. so you get five november episodes from honey do me you're welcome fuck yeah also today's my birthday if you're listening on wednesday november 15th (laughs) Woo! When this happy birthday, Em. Thank you. Just had to throw that out there because that's the attention slut in me. All right. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. So off.